Broadcasting live from a hollowed out tree stump in the middle of no man's land. You've reached Married with Comedy. With your hosts, James R. Freeman and Jeff Fonix. show i'm jeff onyx that is absolutely not jay that is senor jefe senor jefe is going to be sitting in um for a little bit here um you're gonna enjoy it i think so yeah senor jefe is gonna be hanging out with me you'll notice that um i'm typing things in while we're doing stuff and that's because i can i have the ability to do it and i know how so i will do as i please and you don't tell me anything, so that's what's going on. So on today's show, we've got um, a special taking out the trash. Um, Got to flip the page. Special taking out the trash. We got um, a trivia question. It's going to be awesome. We got the pathetic pet of the week. Um, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the moon and how the moon has changed recently. Uh, we're going to talk about... Um, we're going to learn a little bit about some people in history, so that's going to be cool. And then, uh, what else? We're going to do some, talk about the fan mail, maybe the word of the week. Um, if I can get a hold of him, we'll probably interview somebody here in a little bit. And then, uh, so that's what's going on. You know what I don't like? I don't like when, uh. Facebook, they're like, hey, we suggest all this stuff. Yeah, I don't want to see all that stuff you're suggesting. I just want to get to what I'm getting to. You know what I'm saying, G? Just want to get to what I'm getting to. Boom. That's what I want to get to. And it takes a while to get to it. So you'll notice Jay isn't in the in the office right now. That's all right. Oh, you know what? Boy, that makes me mad. Every week I do that. Every week I leave the taking out the trash up there. Jay's not in studio with me right now. Um, he is elsewhere. And uh, him being elsewhere might be an extended period of time elsewhere. He may be remotely remotely on the show from now on. So, uh, you know, we'll deal with that as it comes. Come what may. Yeah. So it might be big changes coming. You don't know me. Here, I'm going to pause this because for some reason it automatically starts playing the video even though I don't want it to play. So, all right. So my week's been pretty good, I guess. Uh, I got heat stroke the other day, uh, yesterday, uh, a little bit. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, my dogs found some dead frogs and decided to roll around on them, so we had to uh, give them a bath multiple times. So, yeah. 
You know, I could take off my hat, but, uh, you know, you can see my lovely face. That's all right. So, Senor Jefe has nothing to say today. Although, you know, Senor Jefe has in the past said them said some things that I, you know, that I approve of. And sometimes he says some things that are highly offensive, you know. So, we'll... we'll he might he might interject periodically. You don't know. You have no idea what's up. Hey, Senor Jefe, you think this is going to be a great show? I think this is going to be a great show. See, si, I totally agree with you, Senor. All right, cool. He totally agrees with me. So, <laughs> uh, Senor Jefe really, or yeah, Senor Jefe really agrees with me. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I'm the prettiest one in the room still, so, you know, that's something you need. No, I totally disagree with you, senor. You know, I don't don't like being interrupted, senor jefe. Keep, keep that to yourself, Holmes. So, yeah, so that's what's going on. Let's see, the top of the show, the word of the week. Let's pull up the word of the week, and we're going to hit the word of the week first. The word of the week. The word of the week. The word of the week this week is... Oh. The word of the week this week is... Boom. Come on. COVID. COVID. The word of the week this week is COVID. COVID. Which doesn't sound like a bad word, but it's a derogatory term for a child who was conceived during the COVID-19 pandemic. So, <laughs> that's what the word COVID is referring to nowadays. Here's it used in the sentence. Get over here, you little COVID. <laughs> so, the word of the day is COVID. Get over here, you little COVID. <laughs> so, that's, that's funny. Yeah. Don't you think that's funny? No, I totally disagree with you, senor. Ugh, you just keep it to yourself, punk. Keep it to yourself. So, you know, that's what's going on today. We're having fun. Me and uh, senor jefe, just hanging out together. Doing our thing. Doing our thing. So, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fan mail. New thing with fan mail this week, okay, so you can, oh, look at that. What? Ugh, I changed it on both of them. <laughs> no, man, that ain't the way it's supposed to be, bro. Ugh. He, she thought it was funny. She thought it was funny. Kawina thought it was funny. I'm gonna. I, I gotta. I gotta copy something real quick. So I'm gonna like get rid of this one, and I'm gonna put this one up here, and I'm gonna go like this, and I'm gonna say this is supposed to be fan mail. 
I don't know who changed it like that, but this is supposed to be fan mail. You can send fan mail care of Comedy Vets P.O. Box 369, Lathrop, Missouri 64465. We will uh, attempt to, uh, you know, read your fan mail on the air or talk about it or mention you or even, um, you know, show whatever item you had sent to us. Uh, if you send us a self-addressed st stamped envelope, self-addressed stamped envelope, fan mail, care of Comedy Vets, P.O. Box, 369 Lathrop, Missouri, 64465, we will send you a, uh, we will send you a Comedy Vets sticker. And the Comedy Vets sticker looks like this. This is the Comedy Vets sticker. Nice, pretty sticker. So send us a self-addressed stamped envelope. And we will send you a sticker. Send that to fan mail. Care of Comedy Vets, P.O. Box 369, Lathrop, Missouri 64465. Also, if you don't like me because you're a you know angry feminist, you could send hate mail. Care of Comedy Vets, P.O. Box 369, Lathrop, Missouri 64465. Um, that that was inspired by Jay. Jay Jay wanted to wanted to give an opportunity for the the um, angry feminists to uh, to give us a to give us a shout so there you go hate mail care of comedy vets p.o box 369 later missouri 64465 if you send a self-addressed stamp the stamped envelope to that i'll also send you a comedy vets sticker which is uh this looks looks like this right here comedy vets comedy vets sticker so fan mail p.o box 369 later missouri 64465 fan mail or um, hate mail, either one of those. So um, I, I think I think it's awesome that we're doing this. What do you think? What do you think? I think it's, I think it's awesome. Do you, what do you think? Has no, I totally disagree with you, senor. All right, man. Keep it to yourself, bro. Keep it to yourself. I don't know what his problem is today. He's got issues. He's got big issues. All right, so this leads us to um, this week in comedy history. And we will throw it up right here. This week in comedy history. This week in comedy history is, uh, what, May 31st through June 6th. This week in comedy history, Chris Elliott was born May 30th, 1960. May 30th, 1960, Chris Elliott was born. Best known as a sketch comedian and actor. Um, he got a start on, um, what do you call that? Uh, David Letterman, Late Night with David Letterman. You might not know that uh, his mother was a TV director, directing TV shows, and his father was um, part of a comedy duo comedy team called Bob and Ray Bob and Ray so that is Chris Elliott so boom January 1st 1939 Cleavon Little was born and he died October 22nd 1992 best known for his starring role in Blazing Saddles um, I don't know if you've ever seen Blazing Saddles but this guy was in Blazing Saddles. Funny dude. 
You might not know he made his professional debut in 1967 on the off-Broadway show Macbird or Macbird, 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 Macbird. I don't know. June 2nd, 1972, Wayne Brady was born, best known for being a player on Whose Line Is It Anyway? Uh, he's also now on a whole bunch of other stuff, uh, the remake of uh, Let's Make a Deal, and a whole bunch of other things. You might not know, he started doing improv comedy at the age of 16. So he got an early start in doing improv comedy. Age of 16. That is fabulous. Fabuloso. Hey, ladies, how's the audio sound? Sound good? Let me know. Let me know how the audio sounds. Uh, June 3rd, nothing happened. June 4th, 1975, Russell Brand was born, best known for his edgy stand-up comedy. You might not know, he made his acting debut in a school production of Bugsy Malone when he was only 15 years old. He was in a school production of Bugsy Malone. June 5th, 1962, Jeff Garland was born, best known for his role as Murray Goldberg on the ABC sitcom The Goldbergs. Uh, he plays the dad on The Goldbergs. So, you might not know, he wanted to be a comedian at the age of eight years old when he saw Jimmy Durante perform in Chicago. So, that's why he became a comedian was because of Jimmy Durante. Yeah. Yeah. That's why. You know what I'm saying? Hey, uh, yeah, I wanted to be a comedian once I saw your mother, Senor Jefe. You are a son of a bitch, Senor. Son of a bitch. He called me a son of a bitch. I can't believe that. Did you hear that shit? He called me a son of a bitch. I'm so mad. Uh, January or June 6, 1918, Kenneth Connor was born and he died November 28, 1993. Best known for acting in the Carry On films. You might not know, he first appeared on stage at the age of only two years old as an organ grinder's monkey in one of his father's shows. So, this guy, the very first thing he did was perform. Um, as an organ grinder's monkey. An organ grinder's monkey. So, uh, Senor Jefe, uh, would you ever perform as an organ grinder's monkey? I did sex with your sister in your bed, Senor. What? What? What did you just say to me? I can't believe you said that. I did sex with your sister in your bed, Senor. You did sex with my sister in my bed. Well, joke's on you. I don't even have a sister, you punk. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. That's what's up. Wow. That air conditioner outside turned on, and I can hear it. I don't know if you guys can hear it out there in uh, Radio Land, but I can hear it, and it's bugging me. But whatever. It is what it is. You can't do anything about it. Boo. So this week in comedy history, man, that was that we're tearing it up. You know what's really messed up is, since I don't have somebody to bounce this stuff off of, except for Senor Jefe over here, it, we're 
we're not really, you know, doing our thing very well. You know what I'm gonna do, just for grins? I'm gonna call up, uh, I'm gonna call up Jay, and see if he's around, you guys. So you 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 come along with me, okay? Here we go. We're dialing his number. See if he's on the phone. See if he's on. If he's if he's there. We're, it's gonna be John Kyle Henry. Watch. John Kyle Henry's gonna answer the phone. If if he answers the phone. Nope. You've reached. Nope. What a punk kids these days, you know? No? Nope. That was a voicemail. I ain't going to voicemail, bro. Ain't going to voicemail today, homeboy. Ain't gonna happen. You ain't gonna get me. So, yeah. So we are gonna talk about something that you guys may not know about. But that's okay. Because we are gonna tear it up. You know, there's got to be a faster way to do that. All right. Okay. We're going to show you this conjecture or fact. Here we go. Boom. Conjecture or fact. I'm going to take that off. I'm going to put that on. Conjecture or fact. Okay. This week's conjecture or fact is, I don't know if you know this or not, but you know, growing up, I always, I was always told that the moon, the surface of the moon, was like a white gray or a grayish color. That there was just dust. That it's just gray, and there's nothing else on the moon, just grayness. Okay. And for decades, the millennia, however long, everybody assumed or thought that the moon was just gray. But now the moon is not just gray. Um, sometimes when you look at it, you can see green spots on it. And some people are saying, no, that's just shading or whatever. Okay, well, um, let's, uh, let's close that and let's read this. Okay. The moon, a lot of different people, they don't know that the moon, you know, but there's a bunch of different theories of how the moon was, was formed. Some people think it was created 4.5 billion years ago. The moon takes 27.3 uh, days. No, it takes 27.3 days to orbit the Earth. So they should they should put on their days. This is these people need to edit their stuff. The moon is currently moving away from the Earth at a rate of four centimeters per year. So its uh, orbit is degrading. Apparently, four centimeters a year. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Let, let's let's do some math on this, okay? If it was created 4.5 billion years ago and it's moving away from the Earth at a rate of 4 centimeters a year, then it had to have been part of the Earth at one point or another. But that, people are saying that, that's not how it came about or whatever. But at 4 centimeters a year, what's 4 centimeters times even 1 billion years? One billion times four centimeters would be one billion, no, four billion centimeters. Four billion centimeters away from the Earth just a billion years ago. It'd be like way far away. Four centimeters a year in a hundred years, that would be 
400 centimeters away. That is crazy that they that they're saying that, man. Come on, man. You can't be like that, man. Okay. Uh, the moon is approximately a quarter of the diameter of the Earth. It has a mass that's only just over 1% of the Earth's mass. So even though it's a quarter of the diameter of the Earth, its math, mass is just a little bit more than 1% of the Earth's mass. So it's got equal or greater mass than the Earth. And it's only a quarter of the size. So it has a lot of mass bunched up in there. Which is also antithetical, antithetical to what they're saying. Yeah, they're using Fauci science. That's what uh, Mrs. Sonic said. It, it's just crazy because they're um, if, uh, if if it's got all that mass in there, they're saying that the Earth is expanding. Well, wouldn't the Moon have expanded too over that 4.5 billion years? Would it start out looking like a marble or a BB, and it's expanded to where it is now? Uh, that's crazy. Uh, we believe, these people believe, that the moon has a solid iron-rich core, approximately 240 kilometers in radius. So they think that the core of the moon is solid iron. Well, why aren't we, why aren't we mining that shit? We should be out there mining that shit. So it's a outer core, so it has a solid inner core of iron, Surrounded by an outer core of liquid iron. That's another 300 kilometers. And a further core of molten material. Well, what's the molten material made out of? Like rock? Some other thing? Whatever? The moon is only is the only celestial body that humans can... Uh, wait. It's the only celestial body that humans have landed on? Okay, yeah, that makes sense. So we have not landed on anything else, but we're trying to land on the moon and other, or on the on uh, Mars and other stuff like that. The distance from Earth to the moon is three hundred fifty-six thousand four hundred kilometers to four hundred six thousand seven hundred kilometers. I, I do miles. These people are doing kilometers. Must be some kind of a British thing, some kind of European shit. When viewing the moon, you can see a number of large craters on the surface. Well, yeah, no shit. Shit slams into it. Uh, no, 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 no. The light areas you can see on the moon are called highlights. The dark area is known as, the, uh, as Maria or Maria. I mean, sea. So Maria is Latin for sea. Uh, those are impact basins filled with, wait, filled with lava. Four billion years ago, those were filled with lava. How do you know that? How do you know that those were areas filled with lava? There's no way you can know that shit. Craters of the moon varies in, vary in size. So they're saying every crater. Well, what about the craters inside the craters? Was there a crater full of lava and then another crater full of lava inside that crater full of lava? Those are impact craters. Doesn't mean that they're full of lava. It just means shit hit it. So there are... 300,000 impact craters on the near side of the moon, measuring more than one kilometer in width. So there are 300,000 craters just on the side we can see. Huh. 
In a strange coincidence, the moon and the sun in the sky appear to be the same size when you're looking at them from the Earth. That's crazy, yeah. So they speculate that there's water ice, water ice. So ice made of water, H2O, on the moon, located at the poles in large reservoirs, hidden from the sun. So, yeah, on the poles that are hidden from the sun. So wouldn't you think that on the back side of the moon, that because the there's only one side of the moon that faces the sun all the time, and why isn't it like that movie um, Pitch Dark or Pitch Black? Pitch Black with uh, Vin, D Vin Diesel. Why isn't it like that, where it's like like fire on the surface of the moon all the time and freezing ice on the other side of the moon? Whatever. Okay, so this this picture right here, this this first picture up here, that's what we always think of of the moon. Okay. This is a this is considered to be a Mandela effect. But here's a picture of the moon, taken recently by the by I don't know. What is it? It was taken by something. Come on, man. Close. Apollo 11. So this was taken by Apollo 11. See how it looks brown? Brownish? Tan? This is how the moon looks now. So from the time that first picture was taken to the time this one was taken, they're saying that the moon has been rusting. That it, the, the moon is rusting. Okay. The absence... Okay, the, the stuff... Rust that that um, that is created on the moon is created apparently. Rust is created by oxid oxidation. <laughs> oh shit! I sneezed. So rust is caused by oxidation, but there's no atmosphere. There's no oxygen on the moon. So the theory is that whenever the moon passes close enough to the Earth, the trail from the Earth passes some oxygen from our atmosphere onto the moon when the moon passes close enough to it. Which is crazy. No, man. No, Joe. I'm on I'm on the interwebs, man. Joe's trying to call me, Ming. I'm on the air. Air. I'm on the air. Yeah. Joe's trying to call me. And I'm trying to tell him I'm on the air. Oh. That's funny. Anyway. <laughs> That's funny. Joe said he dick dialed me accidentally. So what what they don't really tell you actually is that the uh, hydrogen from the sun hits the earth and hits the moon because of the solar solar radiation so solar radiation comes off of the sun and it and it pushes hydrogen toward the moon and toward us if the moon doesn't have a an atmosphere then the hydrogen interacts with whatever's going on there and inhibits rust so now they're saying the moon is rusting? Come on, man. That's some crazy shit right there. You got you got some crazy conjecture right there that the moon is rusting. 
And this is apparently what they're actually saying. So 12 people stepped foot on the moon. Uh, the moon forces the, the tides and stuff like that. So basically that's what they're saying, that the moon is rusting. If you look this up on the internet, if you look it up on YouTube and whatever, um, it's, it's, a, it's a Mandela effect that there's rust on the moon. If the moon is rusty. If you saw the most recent thing of the um, the Chinese, the Chinese landed a little rover on the moon. Well, the Chinese landing that little rover on the moon, they created, uh, or they, they took pictures and stuff. And the dirt is dark brown or almost reddish, almost like a moon or a Mars color, reddish, right? It's a brownish red color. But all of the pictures from the, the moonwalk and all of the pictures that the United States has taken since they've been studying the moon has been a grayish, dark gray, grayish tint with hardly any brown tan or whatever in it. So Mandela effect or did they fake their moon landing? I don't know, man. I don't know. They might. I think they might have faked their moon landing. I think it's possible that they faked their moon landing. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt. If you're gonna if you're gonna take anything with salt, take that with a grain of salt. You know what I'm saying, G? That's what's up. Alright, what are we doing next? Okay, so we've done this. We've done that. We've done this. We've done that. We've done this. We've done that. We've done this. Okay. You know, just for grins, I'm gonna I'm going to do uh, a commercial. Yeah, we can do a commercial. Let's do a commercial. Y'all stick around. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect yeah. time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-218-9520. 800-218-9520. That's 800-218-9520. 9520. Yeah. So that was pretty good. We did uh I'm gonna I'm gonna take that thing off of there. Conjecture of fact. That was a fun conjecture of fact. I had fun with it. No, you're not supposed to see that yet. Don't don't look at that. Alright, here we go. Boom. We're going to do the Outpost Survival Tip of the Week. The Outpost Survival Tip of the Week, this this the series that we're doing, this is this number two in the series of 10. It's the 10 C's of Survival uh, as uh, developed by um, Dave uh, Canterbury. 
and uh, he's a survival guy. I think he was on. I think he was on a dual survival for a while there, um, and he does a lot of a lot of different stuff on uh, on uh, on YouTube survival videos and stuff like that. So, the, in the ten C's of survival, we've got the next one is combustion. Combustion. So a lot of a lot of people think combustion. Um, they think matches. Matches. Here, let's let's do the top down for almost all these. Combustion. The number one combustion thing is matches, which is good to have. Good to have in your your bag. This is actually directly out of my bug out bag. Matches. So um, you know, and what you can do with with the matches is you get these wooden matches like this, and you get wax. And you can um, cover these in wax, so that if you drop them drop them in water, then they won't get uh, they won't get wet, and they'll still be able to be used. And the wax helps to burn the stuff. See, and I have a striker thing, piece of piece of striker thing in there from a box matchbox. The second thing that people or the probably the second most common thing that people use is a lighter a lot of people use a lighter for their uh, combustion thing um, the thing about lighters is in a, in a survival situation is you got to try to remember to put your lighter somewhere where um, you, or you need a lighter that is the color different from where you're going to be so let's say you're in an area that's got a lot of green, a lot of green grass, a lot of green greenery going on. You don't want a green lighter. You're, you're going to want to have a bright color lighter like orange or red or something like that. Uh, purple or blue, those are also good colors to be using if you're going to be in a green area. Uh, if you're going to be in like a, a fall area where the leaves are changing colors to red and orange and different colors like that, maybe a red lighter wouldn't be a good idea you might want to have a lighter that is a different color like purple or blue or even green or black or gray or white um, have a have your lighter be a color that's contrasting the area you're going to be in or even better yet have more than one color lighter have maybe a bright color one that's like bright red or orange and then have another color that's maybe green or blue or black or gray or white or something like that so you've got two different color lighters um uh, and, and other lighters that you could use i didn't bring it, it would be like a zippo these lighters these lighters are good um in that they're almost always as long as they've got fluid in them as long as they've got fluid in them they'll light as long as you don't get them wet uh, and also they can be taken apart and you can use that flint uh, that's in there for for other things but uh you know a lighter like that is it's good but if you were to get like a um, a uh, Zippo type lighter, they call it a windproof lighter. There are other companies that make them, but Zippo is the most uh, famous one. The Zippo lighters uh, are wind supposed to be windproof. The thing with Zippo lighters is they're the fluid. You have to add the fluid to it, and the fluid it can um, evaporate pretty quickly. So what I like to do with mine is, um, uh, which I haven't gotten it yet but I want to get one, is a, um, a waterproof case. If you put your Zippo lighter in a waterproof case, 
if you drop it in water, then it still works. But another benefit to having it in a waterproof case is that the the uh, fluid, it evaporates less quickly. It doesn't evaporate as quickly and you can have your fluid in there and it stays a little bit longer and, and you can have it a little bit longer. Uh, another type of lighter that, that I see people using often are these long, um, long campfire, fireplace, barbecue lighter. Um, so that you can keep your distance while lighting and still have, you know, a, and, and it's got that safety switch in there so you don't accidentally turn it on. And these are refillable, so you can refill it. Uh, these, these ones are not refillable. These are disposable. These ones are refillable with, uh, I believe, butane. This is a Kingsford one, so it was made for barbecues. So these are pretty handy, pretty helpful. Uh, another thing that you could keep in your in your bug out bag would be a ferrisium rod, ferrisium rod, ferro rod. The ferrisium rod comes with this little metal thing, but you could strike that with a knife, the edge of a knife, and when you strike it, it uh, sparks. You can also scrape off some of that carefully and then strike it, and then it'll light. Um, ferrisium rods are pretty good, but you don't want to get them wet. And keep them laying around or whatever. Uh, this is another ferro rod. This one, uh, it comes with this black paint on it. You scrape the black paint off of it, and then once you once you scrape the back black paint off of it, you can you strike it. Actually, this is not a ferro rod. This is a magnesium rod. This is a magnesium rod, but they have larger ones like this that are ferro rods. This is a magnesium rod, and has a ferrisium little strike thing here. On this other side, it's magnesium. So you grind off some of this magnesium and then you strike it with a spark with this and the magnesium catches catches uh, catches on fire and starts your fire really well. And I keep one of these with me also. Now these ones are cheap. You can get them at Walmart or whatever, but the, the, the freesium part comes off. But I don't throw this away when the freesium part comes off because I could still scrape the magnesium, this is magnesium. So even though the ferro rod is broken off of it, you could still use this, the magnesium part, scrape that into a little pile and then strike it with, with a flint and steel or whatever, and you'll be able to, uh, to start the fire. And this is another one of those, how it broke off. And a different kind of striker for that one, but it, it pretty much does the same thing. The thing about these two things is if if you just have these things in your knife and you find a nice piece of uh, of um, quartz or flint, some some nice, you know, uh, stone that you can spark with, you can grind this off into a little pile, spark it with your, your quartz or your flint with your knife, and you can start a fire that way. So part of the 12 C's or 10 C's of survival is uh, combustion. Combustion. So, yeah. Where's the 10 C's? Combustion. So if you haven't written these down, you can write them down. You've got uh, cutting tools, combustion, cordage, container, cargo, compass, cover, candle, or light, combination tool, and cloth. These are the 10 C's of survival uh, developed by Dave Canterbury. Can Canterbury. Canterbury? Canterbury. Canterbury.
So I got a massive headache from the from the uh, the stuff yesterday, man. Massive headache. I've got like really bad headache. Looks like looks like Jay's not going to be on today. Oh well, you snooze, you lose, bro. You snooze, you lose. You know what's really messed up is I'd like to have this up, but I can't because I can't because the uh, the um, it's connected to something, so I can't really. Come on, man. No, man. I don't want you telling me that. Don't want you telling me anything. My phone's like not telling me stuff, mom. Huh? So, what'd you think about that? Uh, what'd you think about that? Uh, the ten seas of survival. A Dave Canterbury guy's really smart. Right? See, I totally agree with you, senor. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate you agreeing with me, senor jefe. Senor jefe, nice guy. Like having him as part of the show. All right. So don't forget, fan mail. You can send a self-addressed stamped envelope to fan mail. We'll send you a Comedy Vets sticker. Fan mail, care of Comedy Vets, P.O. Box 369, Lathrop, Missouri, 64465. Uh, or if you're a angry feminist, you can send hate mail to uh, you know, care of Comedy Vets, P.O. Box 369, Lathrop, Missouri, 64465. Either one of those, we're good to go. Hate mail or um, fan mail either one also uh, if you haven't been to it yet if you wanted to go to uh, why is that not on there oh that's funny that's funny I'm gonna Hold on. This one. I'm getting rid of this one. Boom. There. If you haven't already, you can go to marriedwithcomedy.com. Marriedwithcomedy.com. That's where we have our um, our archives of the show. Basically, what we do is we upload them to. Um, I'll upload this tomorrow to YouTube, Rumble. And then the audio will put up on our podcasting stuff and it'll be available so you can go and you can, uh, you know, take a look at the archives. If you weren't having the archives going on yet, you can check out the archives. Um, so, yeah. Also, we're broadcasting on uh, Facebook to our Casey Comedy Radio page, the Woe Entertainment page. Oh, my gosh. This one's not the Woe Entertainment page. Oh my gosh. I think people have been been uh, commenting. People have been commenting and I didn't I didn't see it because it's on the wrong I've got it on the wrong one. We probably have like 100 people commenting. But I'm on the wrong page over here. Dang it. Hold on, calm down. Richie, Richie needs to calm down. Boom. Yeah, now I can see it there. Happening now. I want the happening now thing. Yeah. Uh, no, no, darling, I'm not doing the comedy judo tonight. 
since I'm by myself, I don't want to, uh, I'm not going to be able to do it because I'm not very good at it. You know what I'm saying, G? Yeah, that's what's up. You know what makes me mad? Is that it's not showing up the way it's supposed to show up over here. Like, I just want to see the damn news feed over here. I want to see my page, bro. I want to see the page, homeboy. It's showing me shit from other people's stuff. I don't want to see other people's stuff. I want to see my own shit. You know what I'm saying, G? My own shit. There it is. Yeah, I know there's a whole bunch of people talking to me right now. And I'm not listening. Boom, there you go. Now I can see the comments on the woe thing, but nobody's commenting anyway. So what am I caring about? I don't give no dams. I don't give no dams about what you're talking about. Anyway. Look, people have... <laughs> That's funny. I forgot. I forgot that thing. You are a son of a bitch, senor. Yeah, I know. I'm a son of a bitch. I'm a son of a bitch because I didn't do that right. Oh, and Mrs. Onyx might come visit me if I get all the yard work done. Yard work. If I get all the yard work done. <laughs> so, yeah, that was the Outpost Survival Tip of the Week. Outpost Survival Tip of the Week. That's what that was right there, the Outpost Survival Tip of the Week. Now we are going to look at the Pathetic Pet of the Week. Today's Pathetic Pet of the Week. Oh no. You know what? I forgot to say today's pathetic pet of the week is brought to you by um DeCarlos. Let's see. Pew. Pathetic pet of the week this week is brought to you by DeCarlos. DeCarlos salsa taco sauce marinara. The chunky salsa, regular salsa, taco sauce, or Mexican marinara. DeCarlos can be found at various stores. If you go into Price Chopper, Hy-Vee, whatever, and they don't have DeCarlos, chunky salsa, regular salsa, taco sauce, or Mexican marinara, you tell them you want it. You demand you some. You demand you some. Some DeCarlos. Boom. So, the pathetic pet of the week this week is Fanny. Franny. This is Franny. This is Franny. Franny. This is Franny with a person. That's Franny. Franny is a terrier cattle dog mix in Kansas City, Missouri. She's a young female, medium size. Her colors are red, chestnut, orangish yellow, tan, blonde, and fawn. Her coat length is short. She is house trained. 
her vaccinations and everything are up to date, but she's not a vax hole. So she's not going to tell you all about it. She's good in a home with other dogs. Her adoption fee's 200 bucks. Hi, I'm Fanny. I'm a terrier mix that has been in some tough situations. I've been bounced around from house to house and was never given the love I needed. I was scared, confused, and didn't know what was happening the day that chain of hope came to rescue me. Little did I know that was the beginning of a new life for me. It took me a few days to get uh, acclimated. I was terrified and no one had ever showed me any kind of love. So I don't know what I, what it felt like to be loved on. After a few days, I allowed some of the chain of hope people in and, and I, I have been a very different dog ever since. I'm still slow to warm up, but I am definitely learning to trust people and, um, and that they are there to love me and not to hurt me. I'm good with other dogs, and I am so excited to find my new forever home. I love to give kisses and sit in your lap just to show you how grateful I am. I love to play with other dogs, and I would love a doggy sibling. If you're interested in uh, meeting Fanny there, Franny, Franny, visit chainofhopekc.org, chainofhopekc.org. Chainofhopekc.org. Meet Franny. <laughs> what? Franny. Are you not seeing what I'm seeing? Let's see. Yeah, man. That's what Franny. What did you just say? Why does Franny talk? Oh. Franny isn't talking like a black guy from the from uh Franny doesn't talk like a black black guy from the 30s. He talks like uh um you know some dude from the south. From the south. Yeah. This little picture of Franny. Franny right there. Every picture has Franny sticking her tongue out except for this one where the lady's kissing her. She's like, I don't know about that. But all these other pictures, she's got her tongue hanging out. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. What is it called? Chain of Hope KC.org. Chain, chain of Hope KC.org. Chain of Hope. So, if you want to adopt the dog, go to Chain of Hope KC.org. Chain of Hope KC.org. Um, I think that dog looks as pretty as you, Senor Jefe. What do you think? No, I totally disagree with you, Senor. Yeah, I thought you would. So, you know, whatever, man. You are a son of a bitch, Senor. Yeah, well, that is, that is, that is to be, uh, to be uh, debated. I am not a son of a bitch, as you, as you uh, refer to me. You were a son of a bitch. <laughs> you know, I feel like we're just going to be arguing a lot. If I call you a son of a bitch, what would you say about that? I did sex with your sister in your bed, senor. What did you just say to me? I did sex with your sister in your bed, senor. I did sex with my sister in bed. I don't have a sister. Joke's on you, homeboy. 
Yeah. So also, if you would like to hear Senor Jefe say different things, uh, you put it in the in the uh, comments or in the description or in the comments. Let us know. Comment to tell us what you think you would like to have Senor Jefe talk to me and tell me. Because, uh, you know, Senor Jefe is going to be on the show a little bit more. Maybe I should, maybe I should just make Senor Jefe my, uh, my uh, co-host from now on. I'll just have little things that he can say. In fact, in fact, he can do a whole segment. He's like a little hush-hush right now. But he can do an entire segment. He can do a This Week in Comedy History. What do you think? Yeah, he can do a This Week in Comedy History. We could take turns. I could do one and he could do one. And then I could do one and he could do one. Oh, that's pretty good. I think that's a good idea. Senor Jefe wants to do it. Senor Jefe wants to do the uh, the thing there. So we're going to hit another commercial. Take a break for another commercial. You guys take a look at the commercial and you tell me what's up. With the what's up. How'd you like to eliminate your expensive cable bill forever or get new satellite internet where cable can't go? You know, you well, now you can have show. affordable satellite so internet service for a few dollars a day. All you need is a mini satellite installed and you can have unlimited internet connections wirelessly in your home or office. And no cable boxes means unlimited connections and no clutter. You can surf the internet or stream any of your favorite television services with no cable. And the best part is, satellite internet service costs only a few dollars a day for your entire home. Yes, fast internet to surf or stream television for a few bucks a day. Call now for free details and learn how to drop your expensive cable bill. Yeah. 800-430-8761. 800-430-8761. 800-430-8761. 800-430-8761. That's 800-430-8761. 8761. Yeah. Back to it. What? Okay. Here's a new 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 segment for the show. This is for your participation. You ready for this? Here we go. You know what? I should I should give it like an awesome graphic or something, you know? I should. I should give it an awesome graphic. I'm gonna look for one. I'm gonna look for an awesome graphic for this later. Not right now. Trivia. The question of the week. The question of the week. Yeah, I should do that. I should just go like this. I'm going to go like this. Hold on, hold on. You guys, you guys, just, just. Uh, question of the week. Boom. The question of the week. Question of the week. Oh, misspelled question. Question, the question of the week. Eh, you know what? We're gonna make this. Uh, I want to make this a different color. No, we'll leave it that color. Boom. Okay, we're gonna make it smaller, and we're gonna put it over here. Ah, oh, people can't read it though. I'm gonna have to. So the question of the week this week, which uh, you know we'll get around to it. We'll get around to it. You're gonna you're gonna come along on a little journey that we got going on. Yeah. Boom 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 
Boom. Oh, that's crazy looking. Oh. Yeah, that's better looking. Oh. Question of the week. This week's question of the week is... You ready for it, everybody? And comment if you know the answer. Here's what we're going to do. You comment uh, in whatever, whatever platform you're watching on. If you're watching on the KC Comedy Radio thing... Uh, you can comment on there. If you're watching on the Woe Entertainment um, Facebook thing, comment on there. If you're watching on the Comedy Vets thing, comment there. If you're on uh, YouTube, comment there. If you're on uh, Rumble, comment there. And if you're on any of the podcasting platforms, comment there if they allow you to comment. What we need you to know, or what I need to know from you, is the answer to this question. You ready? The question is, what is the rarest M&M color? When you, when you buy a bag of M&Ms and you open up the package, uh, what is the rarest M&M color to get? So we'll let you know in the show next week when we introduce a new question. So the question of the week is, what is the rarest M&M color the rarest M&M color. So you can uh, answer that question if you want to. And that is the question of the week. The rarest M&M color. Damn it. We're not even an hour into this, bro. You see, when I'm by myself, we're only an hour into it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to call. I'm going to try to call this guy again. I'm going to call this guy again. See? So the show might end up being an hour long from now on. I mean, I could prepare for an hour. I can't prepare for like three hours by myself. I could prepare for an hour. Not a problem. But we have a coming up, taking out the trash. So, yeah, stay tuned for that. We do taking out the trash. I'm trying to get this fool on the air. He's like, oh, come on in the second hour. What if I don't do a second hour? Because I don't have enough stuff to fill it. Hashtag cheating what is cheat what is hashtag cheating boom nope nope that's jay's voicemail homeboy did not be answers not be answering so wait 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 are you saying uh, that's not good, though, because by next week we can just look it up online? Yeah, it doesn't matter. You look it up online if you want to. Look it up online if you want to. You want to be cheating? Go look it up online. So the question was, uh, what is the rarest M&M color to get? The rarest M&M color to get when you, when you open your M&M. Okay. So, boom, taken out the trash. All right. This week's taken out the trash is something that was bugging me, bugging the crap out of me, okay? I, I was really upset about this, and I have no idea why I was so upset about it. But um, there is this car, uh, commercial that I watch, and in this commercial, there's this chick, and she opens a box. She opens a box with a box cutter, a box knife, right? And it's a total continuity error because... She'll go to open up the box 
And as she opens up the box, she she lifts it up a little bit, right, to cut it. But she's already lifting it, so it's already open. What other lies are they trying to tell you if they're if they're lying about something as simple as I'm opening a box? Crazy. No, that's not the taking out the trash. Taking out the trash this week is I had a conversation with a person who, con who considers himself to be a physicist. They study physics. They're a physicist. And in the conversation with this guy that's a physicist, he and I were discussing um, why he doesn't believe in the Bible. <laughs> but but he believes in physics and the law of physics and things of that nature. Okay. So here are the reasons why he gave me why he doesn't believe in the Bible or, or Christianity, Judaism, or, or, uh, or um, what's the Muslim one? Uh, Islam. The reason he doesn't believe in biblical religions is because the Bible was written by people and he doesn't trust any belief system that was written by people and that you can't prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that it was written by people and people wrote it out and so he, he doesn't believe in it because it was written by people and over time um, you know the Bible had changed because people had modified it because they interjected n you know new information based on the societies that they came into contact with and and in the conversation I had with him was so you're saying you don't believe in physics either and he was like, what do you mean? I don't believe in physics either. I go, well, I, I, I will argue that believing in the Bible, believing in Christianity is the same as believing in physics. And he goes, no, because one's proven and one's not. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I would say that physics, somebody wrote down the laws of physics, people wrote down the laws of physics. He goes, yeah, but you can see the, um, you can see the laws of physics actually, you can test them and you can see that they actually work. And I was like, well, yeah, but that's the way the Bible is, that, that people have studied the Bible over time and they can see that the, 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 uh, the things in the Bible are true to them, just like, you study physics and physics is true to you because you've been able to 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 uh to test it whatever and i said but physics the laws of physics were written by men and originally the laws of physics physics were written by men who believed in god and they studied physics because they were studying to see how god's creation worked and they believed that if there was a god of law uh, God of law, because, you know, the, the, the Bible has laws and rules. If there's a God of law, then there must be laws that govern all of nature. And if there are laws that govern all of nature, we should be able to study those laws and write them down so that people can understand them. So that just as people studied the laws of physics to write them down and understand it, laws in the Bible were written down so that people could study them and understand them. The laws of physics can be broken just as the laws in the Bible can be broken. That's why there is now theoretical physicists, theoretical physicists 
work outside of the laws of physics and they're changing the laws of physics within the past 20 years the laws of physics have changed they've redefined certain things in the laws of physics uh einstein when he had the theory of revolution uh the, the theory of uh relativity people wanted to challenge the theory of relativity so they can put a hardcore law on it okay that's part of physics another part of physics was when stephen hawking when he was talking about black holes and he applied physics to black holes, he came up with something called Hawking radiation. Then he came out and he said, no, 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 Hawking radiation. He originally said Hawking radiation is why you can see the black hole in space. And that's the only thing that can escape from a black hole is the Hawking radiation. Uh, but a miniature, a micro black hole, when when theoretical physicists were studying black holes or studying the effects of black holes, um, they postulated that you can create a miniature black hole. And Stephen Hawking said you can't. I mean, how do you take into consideration Hawking radiation? Uh, and recently, Hawking actually, well, before he died, he... he uh, changed his mind on that whole thing. I think he died. Didn't he die? Didn't Stephen Hawking die? Anyway, but he changed his mind on the whole black hole, uh, miniature black hole thing. Now, and, you know, he, he, he actually put out a thing saying that he believes that micro black holes can exist and do exist because when CERN was doing their um, collider, the, when they were doing the, you know, the, the collider thing that they were doing, um, the particle accelerator, particle collider particle accelerator and they were looking for the god particle um oddly enough they're looking for people who don't believe in god were looking for a god particle studying physics and theoretical physics uh astrophysics theoretical physics whatever physics you're talking about whatever man anyway so uh, stephen hawking when they were doing that said they shouldn't do that because if they open up a black hole it, it would destroy the earth well, they were able to create miniature little microscopic black holes that didn't last very long. <laughs> okay, so Stephen Hawking, apparently, according to my, my lovely wife, has been dead for a few years. So, uh, so Stephen Hawking used to believe that if they, if they did the particle accelerator and kept doing that, that they would open up a black hole and it would destroy all of the universe or at least the earth as we know it and our solar system. Um, but they created micro black holes and they dissipated. They, they were created and then they dissipated because apparently black holes can be created and then dissipate, whatever. So even physicists, even physics can change. So that's my taking out the trash that I had a conversation with a, with a theory or a physicist who didn't believe in the Bible because uh, it was written by men and you couldn't prove it. But he believes in physics. And I, and I ended the conversation with, I think it's really awesome that people who believe in the Bible understand that their belief system is based on faith. 
I said, what you need, we understand and recognize, we understand, recognize, and frequently admit that our belief system is based on faith. But physicists like yourself, I told him, have a hard time admitting, recognizing, uh, just, just noticing that their belief system is also based on faith. That physicists, physics, physics is based on faith. It's not based on, yeah, I mean, it, it, not all of it can be proven. There, there's a bunch of it that even if they say it is settled science, it cannot be proven. So that was my, uh, my taking out the trash for this year or this year, this week. So look, we went, uh, one hour and eight minutes by ourselves unless unless that was a phone call did i just did i just get a phone call did i get a phone call nope we'll, we'll try to call him one more time just for shits and grins we'll call him one last time and if he doesn't answer then we're gonna just not do this anymore this is gonna be it bro it's gonna be it for for trying to get homeboy on the telephone that telephone you know what I need to do what I need to do is move this thing out of the way and move all that stuff over here so that I can have a better nope. nope couldn't get hold of him well that's it then folks that's it well don't forget you can send fan mail Fan mail, care of Comedy Vets, P.O. Box 369, Lathrop, Missouri, 64465. Fan mail. Uh, or if you are an angry feminist, you can go ahead and send us a, send us, um, man, what's up with that? Boom. If you're an angry feminist, you can send us hate mail. Hate, M-A-L-E, care of Comedy Vets, P.O. Box 369, Lathrop, Missouri. Six four four six five. Hate mail. Care of Comedy Vets. P.O. Box three six nine, Lathrop, Missouri six four four six five. And don't forget, you can find our archives on our website. Oh, by the way, if you send us a self-addressed stamped envelope, self-addressed stamped envelope to Fan Mail, Care of Comedy Vets, P.O. Box three six nine, Lathrop, Missouri six four four six five. We will send you a beautiful Comedy Vets sticker to your self-addressed stamped envelope if you send it to us. Make sure you can check out our archives on marriedwithcomedy.com. Comment, let us know. If you want to comment, comment on the, on the, on the uh, word of the week, COVID, the little child running around who was conceived during, during the panty thing. Um, if you have any comments about any of the stuff that happened on the show today, then make sure you type it, type, clickety click, mickey, book, 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 and do that. So, um, oh yeah, we gonna go, we gonna go, go, we gonna go. I did sex with your sister in your bed, senor. What? You've been listening to Married with Comedy with your hosts. 
James R. Freeman and Jeff Onyx.